are watching T Radio V, Radio in TV. Welcome to the Post Show, broadcasting live from T-Radio V in Hollywood, California. This is where we elevate the creative cult. This is where creatives can be seen and heard. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching us. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for geeking out with us, with our creativity motivation. Okay, so August 5th and 6th, Radeon Technologies Group presents VRLA Summer Expo 2016 at the Los Angeles Convention Center, 1201 South Figueroa Street, Los Angeles. This is the world's largest virtual and augmented reality expo. What exactly is augmented reality? Anyway, featuring cutting-edge demos of the most exciting projects in development for now, I'm not, this isn't not my realm. Like, I like r real reality. Not really, though. Creative reality. Creating your own reality. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. So, I'm not familiar with some of these names, so spare me. Spare me, please. Okay, so, the most exciting projects in development for the Oculus, I think, Rift, uh, HTC Vive, PlayStation VR, Google Cardboard. I know what cardboard is. Samsung Gear VR and more. 100 plus VR exhibitors, including companies like HTC, Skullcandy, GoPro, Google, Dolby, Deluxe VR, Envelope VR, MSI, Technicolor, Boost VC, Otoy, and Nokia. Musician and comedian Reggie Watts will be Saturday's keynote speaker, the world's first R uh, VR rave presented by Skullcandy. VR arcades, 360 cameras, motion simulators. I always want to say stimulators, but that's a whole different show, right? Whole different show. 3D scanners and the largest in CG and VFX technology. For tickets and more info, visit virtualrealityla.com. And on Saturday, August 6th as well, 9.30 p.m. to 2 a.m. Biorhythm LA. An immersive body painting performance art celebration at Wanderlust Hollywood, 1357 North Highland Avenue, Los Angeles. Biorhythm LA will dazzle your eyes with painted acrobats, fire dancers, aerialists, and an art show featuring acoustic musicians playing the tablas, sitar, trumpet, and more for your listening pleasure. Dance amongst these living works of art to live, as opposed to dead, musicians and DJs. Explore multiple art displays and spaces, including a black light room, which is always cool, with live body painting. Hopefully those are integrated together. That would be amazing. And an open-air hookah lounge. Delicious organic food, smoothies, tea and coffee, and organic wine and beer. Body painting for the public will be offered. So get in there and get painted up. By the Adorn Body Art Boutique. So come prepared to be one with the art. Atmospheric beauty and sound in the outdoor arena by the Noise Revolt Collective. This event is a body fine art production with a portion of the proceeds going towards the 2017 Body Fine Art International Body Painting Competition. Tickets available at eventbrite.com. So check that stuff out. Okay, so today we're talking fairy tales and photographs. Fairy tales and photographs. And a fable in poems with a brilliant photographer, writer, and psychotherapist who just released a very, very political book-length poem about what the fuck is happening in our political theater. Very well said. 
the poet who says poetry is the art of speaking the unspeakable using words. Please welcome Holiday Mason. Hi, hey, hi, 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 hi. Hi, hi. <laughs> Good morning. Good afternoon. Is it morning, afternoon? It's, a, it's all just a blur here at T Radio yeah. B. Here in Hollywood. Yeah. Just one thing blurs into another. Mm. Also joining us, writer, Spanish professor, author of four bilingual books of poetry, plus a whole lot of other stuff, <laughs> and host for the literary project Poetry LA, Mariano Zaro. Hi, Paulina. Hello. Hello. Thank Are you, you fantastic? <laughs> Say yes, of course I am fantastic. Yes, of course. Or I would fantastic. not be here. <laughs> Thank you very much for having us here today. Oh, I am so honored. I'm so happy that you guys are here. Mm. Holiday is one of my favorite humans yes. on the planet. It's true. You're quite something to admire yourself, my oh, dear. Oh, my goodness, to admire. Well, I no, I mean, look what you do. It's good. I love what I do. Yeah, I and create and us. I right. mean, create. Right. I, I promote us. Right. The creative cult. Make a space for people to say things that otherwise don't often get said. That's true. Yeah. And a little peek, too. Sometimes a peek. Uh-oh. Sometimes a ear. Sometimes a peek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Holiday. Madame. You have a couple different ways you express yourself, and you do them both very well. Mm. What What brought you there to begin with? Or do you even know? Or you were you just born with, with that, with those tools? I, I think these... I think things we're, we have, we are, to a great extent, born with. I do think so. Um, I think when you have a lot of uh, access to a lot of feelings and a lot of different questions. you got to put it somewhere, right? Yeah, you want to. It's too turbulent to just do the dishes. You've got to make something. Yes, water would be splashing everywhere. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. So we're all on the same page, our listeners and everybody in the building. We are going to go to Holiday's video so that we can see a little bit what she's about. Mm. So check it out. Okay, so in a nutshell, in a little tiny nutshell, that's what Holiday does. You, you, um, you know, in an interview, and we'll get to to, to some portions of of those, but um, some of that was was uh, described as stolen stolen shots. Yeah, yeah. Well, street shooting is a form of theft, and and at, at some level, I think photography has that quality 
you know, where you're, the photographer is uh, utilizing what they see in order to mold their piece of work. Yeah, but what, but, but what you're, but what you're doing in your, in your photographs, you're, you're stealing that very interesting, very poetic Mm -hmm. moment mm -hmm. it's not just a photograph it's not just a you know like and then there's I, nothing to feel all of your photographs especially in a sense like that where you see like so much of the world even a small area so much of of people's lives you've captured in those photographs you know i think that the language theft it has to do with my feeling about the intrusion of the camera and the taking of the image but from a different point of view, given what you're talking about, you were just simply talking about finding a way to articulate that which otherwise isn't made into language, whether it's the language of an image or the language of a poem. Yeah, it's all language. It is all uh, distinction. Yeah. And you're also capturing the language of the body. Yeah, so it's all from and that, with leaving the, the question of the theft piece out, which is to do with, you know, whether or not the subject has any idea what you're doing with them. That's none of their business, right? <laughs> That's always a, it's really a philosophical question. I think it's quite a difficult one. But um, I tend to uh, feel like it's, for me, more important to uh, find a way to speak to the ephemeral, the intangible, than it is to, you know, collude with egos let's see what came first this is actually a part of an interview that mariana did with um holiday so let's let's check this little snippet out in this art gallery and uh, when you look at all these uh, photographs what's the first thing that comes to your mind happiness <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you are a poet yes you are a photographer yes which medium was your first love well language you have language before you can have a camera so i i think i wrote my first poem at about uh, five mm -hmm. and then I had my first camera at about six or seven so and kind of back and forth I mean it's difficult to immerse in one both at the same time so and I find that it actually uh, allows each to grow because when you're finished with the fruit of one tree for the moment then there's other work that can take place and they have uh, a conversation. It's almost like you needed, even at the young age of five through seven, mm -hmm. some place to put this. Yeah. These emotions, these, these things. Yes. You needed this space to put it and keep it and hold it and, and reflect on it. Okay. I'm sorry, but we have Perfect. to try to stay on schedule. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Okay.
Okay, as you know, that was Dave Lebo's work. And I just thought it was appropriate to throw that in because of the storytelling part of it. And it's just, we were discussing that while that was going on. How amazing that is. Okay, so um, Mariano, you um, can you describe a little bit um, what Poetry LA does? What is their, um, what is that all about? Poetry LA is, um, is a project to um, record and archive uh, poets that are in Los Angeles or traveling through Los Angeles and uh, uh, we videotape them in diff readings in different venues and we also have in-depth interviews with poets and we have started a new series called The Hyphenated Poets and we are now interviewing poets that uh, are also masters in other arts. Oh, I, okay, I see. I see, yes. I see, the hyphenated. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So, and, and Holiday Mason was the first one of the series. Oh, okay, As okay. a poet and photographer. So what is your, what's the motive? Um, I, <laughs> well, the motive is very uh, selfish. I just wanted to, to talk to these people and to see how they think and how they blend, in this case, photography and poetry or music and poetry. Uh, we have painters, uh, um, theater directors that are also poets. So we just, just curiosity, I think. It's fantastic. So do you are you're a writer, but you're bilingual. I mean, just even even that in itself, I don't even know how you <laughs> like to tr to translate poetry. I was thinking about that earlier. That's going to be mo one of the most um, challenging. This is not just about the word. Yeah, it's um, about the what what the what the poet is trying to convey it's one of the biggest invitations it's a great invitation in the arts to <sighs> to take a poem and to to run with it into another language to be trusted to do that. <laughs> we're gonna do a poem that where he's translating while i'm reading oh yeah yeah yeah. The, yes i know which one because i okay, was there through the entire thing <laughs> okay so um, a little little clip from um, the interview with Holiday by Mariano. Um, and this is the part where they talk about which she felt was more revealing, the poetry or the photography. So let's check that out real quick. Which one, uh, photography or poetry, do you uh, feel more revealed? I would say I'm more afraid of the the way I feel mm -hmm. with the images. Okay. The rendering of the images, the intensity of the field between myself and the subject, the energetic field is so intense, it's, it's a bit different than the rendering of a poem, which to me they have the same quality. Like I'm, I, I don't write usually from a conceit, I write from I'm just given to write, kind of write in a trance. I shoot in a trance. Trance. But um, the pictures startle me so much when I actually see the picture. I just start making the work. And then I see what the work is. See, that is such a, the, your way is such the creative way. I mean, you can tell that you were, that's just natural to you. You mm -hmm. do, that's, Kind of what I do too. I mean, I didn't go to art school, but I'll just paint something, and I don't, I don't like sketch it first. I don't mm -hmm. draw on the canvas. I just start slopping paint and see mm -hmm. what happens. Mm -hmm. I, and mm -hmm. writing, I do the same thing. You mm -hmm. write, and then you're like, okay, mm -hmm. and you, t I usually take away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. uh, when I'm writing, um, it's changing a little now as I'm getting into a different time in my life. But when I'm writing, I almost always hear the language. Yeah. Before I start to move. Same, same process. You know what? Let's look at. I have um, some of your mud urn, altar, and fairy tale series. Let's go through those photos. You can look up their holiday while they're flashing, oh, and maybe okay. you want to talk a little bit about this this project. Um, well, um, this project was a, a real mystery to me <coughs> because it the, it originated with a lot of personal loss in my life, and um, the images as they accumulated reflected that and then as I emerged from a, a grief state uh, they became more uh, 
open to play, sexuality, uh, hope. They became more effervescent. Um, like this is a very, you know, has a lot of grief in it. There's a lot of pictures in each of these shots. They represent a, a sequence of many very powerful shots. Um, but they started to open up and um, it's interesting it's always interesting to me that that's what creativity does mm -hmm. that's what it is to me is that expression and that way out mm -hmm. you know I think about um, I mean I promote creativity in the arts and I also urge mm -hmm. people to do that mm -hmm. do it mm -hmm. people are afraid that don't do it that don't Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't write. Oh, I can't paint. Oh, I, you know, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, it's how do, you, how do you know? Everybody can do it, you know. I mean, just do it. But mm -hmm. is it? Do they feel comfortable? Are they good enough? Is what they think. Well, That's a different. It's thing. like kissing someone for the first time too. It's very. Um, it's it's a big deal, and you do have to you have to dive in dive into the water. You have to go in. But the thing is is it's creativity is not for anyone else except you the creator I, I agree entirely and I think people attached to what will they think it's no it's not their business in my opinion it's not their business yeah we're not writing or <laughs> I'm not shooting or writing for, for anybody else, else. Exactly. I'm only doing it because it is such a deep pleasure okay let's go to the photography process and then we're going to get on to some readings real quickly here so check this out for example we have this series called the question there are groups of four photographs yes, together mm -hmm. and for me those are more like uh, moments stolen that yes. you take moments and Absolutely. then you arrange them yes. here in this series there's yeah. a little more of uh, production in a way you have you you work with models and there is more like a like a, ba a story background wasn't arranged that way um, the events happened very organically okay. and uh, very I would have to say sweetly these images all of them had you know came from being with people and then you know okay let's shoot or they came to shoot and then we just see what happens in the environment the quatrains which are more uh street shots yes. as you say yeah. stolen shots um more everyday everyday life things that you are capturing but they make better sense to me in a very strange and uh, uh dialogue with each other that's so they're arranged in images of sets of four images that aren't necessarily at all shot at the same time. Okay. You also said that when you are shooting, when you are shooting these photographs, mm -hmm. you were not looking at the result at the moment. When I'm writing, I will just write. I have pieces of paper. There's words everywhere, and and I, I can you know. And then I will see what's there after. I will check the light, um, and we just start. So it is it is a, an event of. Uh, what I consider to be a, a, a kind of s beautiful, imagistic, sacred dance that I'm so excited to see what happens. I trust there will be images. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't look in the thing. I never look. I, when the, the cards are full, I either put a new one in or, or I throw them in the computer, back them up, and just keep shooting. We just have this experience <laughs> together. And it's really yummy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did I love your, your adjective. <laughs> yummy. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to try to stay on schedule. We'll be right back. Stay mm -hmm. with us. Ah, mademoiselle. Today, we're going to experience the power of God. Are you ready? Are you ready? I, I, are you ready? Thank you for having me. <laughs> Did I have you? Uh, was that you? That was me. That was Sunday night. I know. Thank you for also having me, Sean. You're welcome. One of the most <laughs> touching things that's ever happened. Because 
hired me to do it once, and I did it for free a few other times. Whoa. Oh, whoa! Was that last okay. night too? Did that happen too? I don't know. Now it's a blur. It's <laughs> a crazy <laughs> night. Yeah. Oh, worth. Did it really? She's struggling with, with herself. Worth. Oh. And she's. I should have stayed in Ohio. <laughs> You're so brave. Don't do this, man. Don't make me cry on it. Don't. You're so, you're so fucking brave. <laughs> oh my god. You don't say literally in North Carolina. Literally. <laughs> you're in the front, poker in the rear. Oh. Sorry, I don't know where. Whoa. Damn. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. How does a woman hold her liquor? By the ears, of course. <laughs> Fuck you for that. Ooh. That'll be your eulogy. <laughs> Called it! <laughs> Called it! <laughs> and then just one guy in the front row, like playing another guy 20 bucks. Like, oh. <laughs> Close off on camera more than I do. Yeah. I wisely uh, refrain from the nudity part of Dr. God. You're messing out, bro. I don't think I am. Welcome back to the Hollywood Post Show, August 6th and 7th, Scare LA 2016, the summer Halloween convention at the Pasadena Convention Center, 300 East Green Street, Pasadena, California. It's time to Scare LA. Halloween comes early to Los Angeles with the Scare LA 2016 Season of the Witch edition. Cast a dark spell on the summer and enjoy a weekend surrounded by the West Coast grooviest monsters, horror makers, and fans. I like the groovy monsters. That cracks me up. Speaking of language. Browse the 100,000 square foot curated showcase of over 200 scare venues, makers, artists, and curiosities. Test your nerve in a dozen on-site live haunts and interactive experiences. Meet the creators of SoCal's hottest attractions, films, and horror content in over 100 plus hours of classes, exclusive unveils, presentations, screenings, and more. So check that out. And also, I'm very interested in the Spirits Festival. Spirits and Spirits. August 27th and 28th, the 8th San Diego Spirits Festival at the Port Pavilion on Broadway Pier, 1000 North Harbor Drive, San Diego, California. With eight years of exhilarating entertainment, the San Diego Spirits Festival promises to open your eyes to new and unique cocktails. And then your eyes will close shortly after, I'm sure. With great liquor purveyors and talented mixologists and chefs, Savor delicious restaurant offerings to soak up all your favorite libations while treating yourself to some tantalizing entertainment. This two-day event is set to delight everyone's palate and promises to be a feast for all of your senses with a weekend of cocktails, food, and entertainment. Enjoy rubbing elbows with brand ambassadors and celebrity chefs and expect a fantastic cocktail and culinary experience. So these tickets are all inclusive including unlimited cocktail and food tastings, bartender battles, chef demonstrations, entertainment, and restaurants serving samples. So that all sounds amazing to me because I'm hungry and, of course, I need more liquor. <laughs> Just kidding. Sounds like fun. I know, right? Yep. Reminds me of Ariel's joke. That's so funny. How does a woman hold her liquor? By the ears, of course. Mm, Sorry. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Ding, ding, ding. It's just language. <laughs> no dirty words. Okay. Um, okay, let's get into talking about, let's talk about the Red Bull. Ah, uh, the Red Bull. Okay, tell us about, what is this about? Um, gosh. I mean, I know what it's about. I was, uh, I, I listened to the entire thing. Yeah, well, you know, the Red Bull, again, I wrote the book, from a, a pretty unconscious trance place. And um, as it turns out, you know, it's both a intrapsychic representation of um, certain kinds of feelings that people can't uh, tolerate having. And, um, well said. and, and it's also a, a reflection of what happens in the larger world. Like 
when um, you know sexuality and uh, just aliveness and creativity is repressed through fundamentalism mm -hmm. it will cause um, certainly deadness but it almost always causes an explosion in other areas I think we're seeing a lot of this oh in our world I now. very much agree and yes. it, and the the explosions are very rarely productive they can be productive but when there's repression like this so the story is a fable and it's magical realism so it takes enormous liberties with everything um, and it very much involves a, um, the repression of a, a couple who is so madly, beautifully sexual and musical that a very small town can't stand it, and they uh, annihilate this couple. However, they show up primarily in this book as ghosts. Um, and that informs then the subsequent generations, which really has to do with intergenerational transmission, which is a, a shrink way of seeing it, but we're living it. Um, in the end, uh, there, is, there is a very dramatic ending and a lot of grief, but certain natural things are restored, like the the tarantulas get to go back to their homes and the natural world and the human world is joined again and it's very much uh, addressing a concern I have about matrilineal cultures how we have subordinated nature by corporate corruption by materialism which is too broad of a subject to go farther into but it very much speaks to that and how the mysteries of the female which are represented to a great extent by ecstatic sexuality and ecstatic spirituality and emotional expression between people yes. and in creativity um, have been systematically um, destroyed from the time of, you know, very early on. Creativity, we, we crea exactly. well, creativity in politics is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, human Creativity and aliveness <coughs> is dangerous if you're not being nullified by uh, the status quo or by having to conform to this or that. Well, I don't think it's not dangerous. Well, dangerous to everybody. No, it's not dangerous. No, it's dangerous to the status quo. It's dangerous to, to perceived any as anything that wants domination yes, yes, of yes, the whole. That, yes. yes. Okay, let's get into it. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's hear some of it. Um, so the, the fable is organized in first-person persona poems, and for the non-poet, all that means is that the eye of the poem is a, a, a different character. Um, and uh, Mariano did me the great honor of reading with an, another uh, group of ten poets um, from Los Angeles on a CD that was cut in 2013, and he plays the male character uh, lead, one of the Jose? leads, Jose. Jose. Yeah. So he's going to begin. This is the old father Jose addresses his lost child, La Luz, from the Red Bowl. If I told you a wolf guards your grave, I'll be lying and telling the truth. Because you get so cold at night, this is my reason for standing at the ready. It is always for love I have stayed the night. And your mother stares before every dawn, finding me return to the chair near the window, never knowing I'd gone. And your mother has lost five ribs in her weeping. They dissolved into the bed sheets, staining the cotton with the great blue wings of grief. She recalls your wrists, the ample lavender of your blood, though you were absolutely new. When she sleeps, I go to you like a knife sliding between day and night and wait for the desert to begin dancing as it will, privately, the granite boulders rearing up. As new stars open their baskets of light, the sky gathering bulk around the hill where you lie with the other babes in the graveyard like a doll of bones. But I tell you, what is most unusual is the ballet of the tarantulas, quiet and skilled. I am privileged. Many have given me their names 
are like black pearls. I've them tattooed in the shape of a baseball diamond across my back. Even the youngest horses have grown accustomed to the shadowy streams of the tarantula's visits. The entire town prays its peace prayers for us in the withered strips of deadened words. They stay far away from the road because they have glimpsed the old fires of our lives burning from these lands. They look away, tending to their corn, their infants. As for the spiders, they are one. I will never keep them in a jar, even one blessed by the virgin's pink breath, not knowing how you, my lost soul, my rib and song, must stay godly inside the earth after so little time spent beyond the sod of your mother's womb. And for this, the tarantulas recommend me. Thank you, Zaro. So in that you will see there's a lot of death and there's a lot of burial. This is not a kid's book. No, it is not. It is not, <laughs> a, it is not a kid's book. It's a pretty dark thing. But you see um, there's repression already that you see and in, in the poem, in the imagery of the poem. Um, would you like more or would you like to go on? I'll, I'll Are read you going to read them? Yeah, okay, I'll read. Yes. Let's go ahead um, and go I want to read one from um, one of the characters is a seven-legged tarantula. And um, this is the unrequited love of I the seven. I think I dated that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was very dear. The unrequited love of the seven-legged tarantula. It was obvious to all but me, the bone children, the wolves, the hours, how badly I'd fallen in love with the moon. This is no recompense for her, for she's a queen, forced as she's been to run her glint-smooth fingers along my ugly back, humble, slung, guttural hunk, spider, low, low before her blistering eye of light. The trance of which led me farther, farther into the desert to Jose's gathering mounds, that howling man who hates guitar music. I limped to the place he arrived every night. Starting in autumn each month, he dug up one little hillock, then another, until there were six dark pools of disturbed dirt. And as the graves grew in number, I, a low spider, grew more entranced with the moon's cool face. So did Jose. We fell in love because she is so full of promise and luster, the thick song of her desire for freedom casting a glamorous spell over what in bleak daylight was a pitiful, innocuous hill in an otherwise faultless flatness of northern Mexico. Mm. I love this woman. <laughs> I do, and it's not just her words and her images, it's her breath and her soul and everything you mm. put into everything you do is so real and so raw and so bold and brave and beautiful. I ah! Okay. I'm going to get all teary-eyed and weird on it's everybody. Good. <laughs> okay, good. we're, we're just going to keep on going. Mm. Let's just keep on going to the mm -hmm. end because time, as always, has gotten away. You hear that, guys, right? Nothing mm. else. We're just going to read now. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay we're what's gonna next? So should I continue? Yeah, I think, I think we're going to just go on and um, because Mariano, the is, is here with us today. He's going to read, and I chose some poems that hopefully would give a slight arc of the story without giving Beautiful. the story away, because of course we're poets and we have to sell books. Yes. Website. So uh, this, is, uh, <laughs> this is Jose in the Church of the Pink Virgin. Mm. Ooh. You are cruel. Why not admit it? You made the seasons. Each year you end winter with green. Then heat passes with the sweet yellowing of the apple tree's leaves. From this, it seems there will be some order. The rules of baseball have served better than you. 
there is steadiness in rules, imperfectly constructed squares and mounds. I have more faith now in tarantulas, in wolves and music, in the effects of goats. You implied each loss will be followed by harvest, but this is not the truth. So you can see the imagery of, of the religious iconography, which is the, the book is really r rife with, um, is the corruption of that imagery. You know, the beauty of something that's virginal and is penetrated is s incredibly sacred, right? But there's it's used in a repressive way. It's uh, you not to do this, you're not to do that. So. If you want Which is the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> well, but, but it isn't inherently, you know, yeah. it isn't inherently a, a, a bad thing. It's no, 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 a that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So if you want me to go on, I'll yes. read a poem um, by the character Diablo. 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 I, oh, by the way, I'm reading both male and female roles. Do you have to use a, a I don't. Voice. I don't have to. <laughs> I'm not going to. You can't show your <laughs> penis either on I, air. I, I really can't. It's the one rule of TV. I don't. I'm not going there. Okay. <laughs> don't get okay. me started because no, I would I have know. an argument I about know. little penises, <laughs> penises and Okay. Not. In, never mind. Okay. okay. We're not going to talk about it right <laughs> now. Diablo. Uh, um, I have little to say, and you'll love this. This is hilarious. Diablo. I have little to say and of, of little consequence. That's why you see so little of me, but picture my cock as you'd want it to be. If you're male, make it small or whatever. If a woman, make it perfect for your form only. I had narrow shoulders, but resembled the general, my father, only in my nose and hips. The rest is a made up thing. Often they dress me in black, but really, I always favored blue, pale, powdery, any gesture of blue, navy, indigo, anything really. I never drank and I was good with animals, my mother's wild cats especially. Had Scarlatta been my womb, the fire would not have happened. It's true, I could play guitar so the bulbs burst from the soil, but that goes with the cock thing. I am the gesture of an architect who needed an arch, a place for others to hide in shadow, a place the sun can gather, then slip out before any gathering is seen. Sometimes this is what a son is for a father at worst. At best, he becomes his own man. I am a telephone pole who may seem a man from a distance. A mirage, a lick of wind against the strings of a guitar left outside, unplayed. Figure on it this way. I am hers and theirs, and as such would be happy to be yours. Play me as she did in her mind. I bow to the winds of fantasy as you wish, as you like, anything you like, whatever. I'm easy. Such seductive words and breath <laughs> you have, right? My gosh. Okay, so how do you want to proceed? If you want more, okay. you want to break. <coughs> we have five minutes. How do you want to use your last five minutes? I want to read with Mariano Zarro because you did bring up translation, which oh really yes, 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 definitely. You know, Let's do that. All of life is figure ground, and it has to do with articulation and translation it, is oh a my magnificent art of, uh, you know, having one person's subjective idea and then the the intercourse, if you will, the, uh, between that and another. So uh, we're going to read, and he's going to read in Spanish, and I'm going to read in English, and this poem is toward the end of the fable and it's called Jose and Rosalinda. Jose and Rosalinda. We've said nothing of butterflies. We could speak of them. No hemos dicho nada de las mariposas. Podríamos hablar de ellas. There are a few here in Sonora, just the simple white ones filling the barns in spring. Hay unas pocas aquí en Sonora, blancas, simples. Sobrevuelan los graneros en primavera. Beloved, mi amor, 
Parece fácil decirlo, como si lo que está hecho estuviera ya olvidado. Decisions are houses. Las decisiones son casas. Once we wove a home and flesh between us. Una vez tejimos una casa de piel entre nosotros. There are many sorts of love. Hay muchos tipos de amor. Remember that box from France? ¿Recuerdas esa caja de Francia? The butterflies are still in it. Las mariposas todavía están ahí. You'd press your fingers into their color and smudge my eyelids purple open then I'd open my arms and dance stopping at the window to breathe in this powdered sky Si las tocas con los dedos puedes pintarte los párpados de color violeta abrir los brazos y bailar y pararte junto a la ventana para respirar un cielo de polvo Their names were French. Sus nombres están en francés. The dirt beneath the world la tierra del mundo through, que sobrevolaron it was still on their wings. todavía en sus alas. Go, get whatever is Guárdate left in the box. lo que queda en la caja. Where? Where is it? ¿Dónde está? ¿Dónde siempre estuvo? Beneath our bed, my love. Debajo de nuestra cama. Of course. Amor, por supuesto. There are no of courses in this world. No hay por supuestos en este mundo. Yes, I know. Sí, lo sé. Of course, I know. Por supuesto, that's true. lo sé. Sé que es cierto. Of course it is. Por supuesto es cierto. Of course. Por supuesto. Uh. <laughs> so happy you had us here. Oh my gosh, you just just so, you're just so amazing. Gosh, mm. just just the um I'm sure our audience is probably freaking out. So that just the the the, the emotion <laughs> just boiling, right? You just the the passion, the it's just so delicious. Mm. <laughs> just everything and and hearing it in both languages is an incredible experience as well. Isn't it fun? Yes. Yeah, it's really super good. Especially the end, mm. right before the climax. Yes. <laughs> There's always that. Well, we're hoping. That's what we're hoping. There's that in everything. For. There's that in everything. Okay. Um, Mr. Guys. Okay. I think we're going to um, announce where we can be found. And then can we just um, kind of close out with um, the cut 16, which we totally bypassed, um, telling a story? Because that would be beautiful. Okay. Um, where can we find you, Holiday? Um, www.yesholidays, spelled H-O-L-A-D-A-Y. Like hola. Right, otherwise you'll find holiday. the Holiday yes. in <laughs> all over. Holiday, H-O-L-A-D-A-Y, M-A-S-O-N.com. Like com. Right. And there is an audio version of this yes. whole book recorded by people like Mariano Zaro, myself, Cecilia Wallach, David St. John, Sarah McClay. It's quite something to hear it and um, so you can find me we can talk um, I have a workshop coming at Beyond Baroque on November 19th it's a, a meditation and uh, uh, it's a generative workshop so if anybody's interested find me on my website okay Mariano Zaro and you can find me at www.marianozaro <laughs> my last name is Z-A-R-O and also you can check the interviews with Holiday Mason and other uh, poets and hyphenated poets at Poetry LA. That's Poetry That LA. It's a huge, huge important resource. These people have done massive, beautiful archival work. Yes, I see there has been, what has there been? And this is probably old information, but I have um, Poetry LA. It's over like 500 uh, oh, poets. It's I magnificent. Think. You know, I think I have like, yeah, way more. I think I have, um, yeah, 500, yeah, over, over 500, 500 and yes, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, so um, you can, yeah. showcasing the region's rich poetry scene. And you've been doing this since 2007. Yes, with um, Hilda Weiss, who is a poet. Yes, and the curator. Uh, yes, and curator and uh, Wayne Lindbergh. Yeah, these are very gifted people. And also, everybody out there must visit Beyond Baroque. That's one of my absolute favorite places to go for art and poetry and readings. Mm. That's amazing. Thank you for having space. us. And Paulina, listen, I think <laughs> the fact that you, 
you make this happen and you keep doing this work and you help people come in here and we can say what we want to say I just I can't tell you how much I think about Aww. that I think so well of it we need to express ourselves creatively everybody needs to yeah. do it so I just think Aww. I just think you are, as my grandma would have said, the bee's knees, honey. Ooh, I'm the bee's knees. <laughs> you are, baby. You buzz. So, thank you, Holiday. <laughs> thank you very much. I mean that. Yeah. Okay, we're going to end with telling a story. You got that, Yay. guys, right? Uh, cut 16. Okay, and I will see you next week. We're going to switch it up. We're going to go back to some rock and roll oh, next right. week with, who do we have? We have Yolanda. Yolanda is super, super hot, sexy. Australian and all of her boys that she stole, the stolen boys. So, see you next week. Mwah. Yay! Uh, knowing your, uh, your poetry work and then the, the, pho the, the photographies, mm. or the photographs, I think uh, you are, in both cases, you are telling a story. Mm -hmm. But the story is not told, of course, in a lineal way. Mm -hmm. uh, your, your style is very elliptical, it's very dreamlike, mm -hmm. very surreal in a way. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that I think when we read your poems, we are looking for the images. And when, you look, when we look at your images, we are looking for the, for the lyrical narrative. Uh -huh. That's the way I, I see the, uh -huh. the connection. Uh -huh. Do you see any other ways that your uh, poetry and your photography kind of uh, feed each other or talk to each other? And the, you're right, the poems are very elliptical. A lot of them, I sometimes will produce a narrative type poem, not that often. Um, and then I wait to see. So it does demand this sort of uh, trusting, which is the deepest pleasure of it, I think. The trusting that something will come when, come that, when that qualitative feeling is there when uh, what would, uh, the, the, would be called the shakti is there. It's just you can feel something is occurring. So it's, very, it's also very body-based. Very body-based. Very, that, that's true. <laughs> it's extremely body-based. You are watching to Radio Me. Radio MTV.